Welcome back to Two C's with a pod. Uh, well, Matt and I know that this is being recorded because the nice Zoom lady told us that we're being recorded. So we know yes. that anything that we say can and will be held against us. <laughs> In the court, we, well, we've already been to, to podcast jail. Yeah, so we, I mean, we've been through the system. We've been yeah, through the we're podcast familiar. system. We're familiar. Um, well, uh, a belated happy birthday to you, sir. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. So, Ham Famer birthday was uh, trending on Twitter there for a little bit. <laughs> uh, I don't. I, well, that is a bit of hyperbole, but it was it was overwhelming, and it was just incredibly kind, and and it, you know, again, it was just really so many folks like <clears throat> really said some kind, like not just happy birthday day you know spent some really really very kind things you know all day long so it was a cry fest i'm i've been telling deanna that i'm turning into my dad who is you know as we all do in many ways um like the commercial obviously you know or there's a whole ad line now of that but um so i cry at like a drop of a hat now which is my which is what my dad does you know so it's like Hallmark card, the most pointless, you know, like generic things. And I'm, you know, and I'm falling over here, you know. So, yeah, all day. It's just like really nice. Yeah. So I appreciate you mentioning that. Did you get through thanking everyone that reached out on the uh, Twitter machine? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I tried to keep up with it. I don't like to I don't like to do the whole like, sorry, I couldn't keep up. I, th I love you. You all kept up things. You're like, I'm keeping well, up. And it's a little bit of practice because I am taking this role with this other group for a little bit, like, you know, and so there's a big part of that is going to be in the next week or so is going to be kind of engagement and keeping up. So it was good practice. Nice. Do you, uh, do you, do you want to, do you want to share news here today? Or yeah, should... just really, I, I, I work with a group now it's called free. That is, it's called it's fans for racial equality is, is what the acronym works out for. So it's P H R E. Um, but, it, yeah, I'm super excited about it. I'm just on the committee, gone on the education committee. So some of the things that I do, the content wise that I make, will kind of go through them, which is super exciting because it, it just kind of um, fits together anyway. And so, yeah, so there's kind of a big event coming up. It's really still kind of a little bit hush hush. So I want to be, you know, I want to keep it, keep it on the, the downloads a little bit, but there's a big event coming up for the group. And so I'm going to have to try to keep up with all the mentions and, and all the stuff on, I'm kind of in charge of the Twitter account. Now they've nice. handed me the keys. They've handed me the keys, Andy, these people, dangerous. they're uh man, <laughs> you know, that that's where, that's where you've landed. You're the Twitter I, guy now. It may, I, I will say, that's what I told them. I said, they said, they asked me if I could keep up. I said, well, I bet I feel like it's one thing I've, I, you know, I've been training my, for a long time for this. So, yeah. But I tell you what, man, the, the things that I'm a gateway for you, mm -hmm. um, you know, Twitter, I was your gateway. Oh, the world of podcasting. Andy, I have dude, been your you gateway. Have... Uh, I am your gateway drug. I know you are like my, well, that's a really wonderful way of putting it actually. Um, but yeah, no, that's the, no, I like a mentor. We could even say two or like, nah, a, I don't a, know. No, I'd say gateway drug. mentor or like, okay. Gateway drug. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> does make more sense. Kind of perfect. No. But, uh, and I, I, and that's, and that's in all seriousness, that's a hundred percent accurate, you know, and true. So I couldn't thank you enough in, in some ways. Cause literally just like we talked about, just, just, talking about this and having this mic and you know working together on this has led to a lot of crazy stuff yeah and i mean 
I also want to touch on um, when's the uh, when's when's your first fish show back? When when are you heading to uh, oh, Arkansas? So Arkansas. that is yeah. yeah Arkansas. What's the date? Seven twenty eight July July twenty eight coming up shortly. Um, shortly. Hey, tell me uh, how how much are you paying for lodging on that? Where where are you what where are you staying? Where what's your lodging accommodations? Um, that uh, I'd have to talk to the boss, but we're staying in like an Airbnb. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I, I thought you had I thought you had a hookup on. Uh, did I did I misunderstand something? I I thought you were staying someplace for free. I thought some, oh, somebody was no, going to put in, you up. That's in Colorado. Oh Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, I got people. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So this is the whole connected <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. The, no, uh, Arkansas. We we full on have yes paid for this, and the whole family's going. So that's well. This that's was the one you were going to do last year. Accurate. Yes, and then 100%. your tickets got moved, so you just ended up with just an Arkansas vacation. Accurate. So now yeah. you know the lay of the land. It's amazing. We have a boat. We have a boat rental that we had. So we had to, we, we rented a pontoon and it poured down rain. So we literally pulled out. I, I swear to you, Andy, it couldn't have been what? Five minutes, five minutes that we, we drove out of the dock and we turn around and look back towards the dock. And this just monsoon is coming towards us. So I'm like, well, we'll just kind of keep on going and see what happens. Maybe it, no, it just completely comes on us. So we have to turn back in. We couldn't be out more than 15 minutes. So they did say that we could, they wouldn't give us our money back, which is amazing. Not. Right. No, but that. they would give us a credit for, right. And again, we're four, we live, you know, three hours away. We're not going to be doing it next weekend. We're leaving the next day type thing. So they said, well, you can do it for next year. So we thought, well, technically, if the concert actually happens, we may come back here next year. So we went ahead and said, book, you know, put us down and we'll see. And we're like, no way they remembered it. They called us. They had, they actually called us. Not we called them and said, hey, we remembered you had a credit. Do you want to still do that for this, this and this? And wow. They couldn't book it yeah or something so but, but they they actually came to us so so it was really cool yeah, yeah that's you know those, those people in arkansas are really nice they get a bad they reputation they have a bad rap but they're really I, nice people andy i've spent i don't know if you've seen that believe me i've spent just just many many uh, a twitter fight on people just dissing arkansas and dissing the midwest and like it just makes me so aggravated like oh the cops man the cops in arkansas I'm, oh i I forgot that you guys had the cool cops. I didn't, I didn't realize that you guys had the cops to let everybody do anything they wanted to. And we have, we have the cops that are bad, you know, like I, it's, it's just, it's hysterical to me. It's so, well, it's not like, you know, I mean, it's, they don't have the sugar Creek cops down there. But they do in their Sugar Creek. Does that make sense, though? Of See, course, that's the dude. Argument. Every every town has a Sugar Creek cop, man. Exactly. Every town and, and has it. The, the or, little... or every city has sure. a little suburb that's Sugar Creek, where the cops are a pain in the butt, and they they if you're going thirty in a twenty five, they pull you over. And they no, that's Randolph. That's Randolph. And that's also Remember Randolph. Hundred percent. The, the world of fun and oh, the boat. The boat. Yeah. Uh, Boston, any yeah. of these cities, any little city around that is going to be in, in every metropolitan area has it, not just in the Midwest. No, it's every place. And then these people, the, the next well, question is like, do you have Uber there? Do you? And I'm like, stop, hey, please. Hey, y'all got McDonald's down there? <laughs> right, exactly. Electricity? Is that something you guys uh, have now? Well, see, now you don't, plumbing, you know, the sugar plumbing? creeks, it used to be that the police would actually radar you and catch you. Sure. Remember the uh, the the uh, video ticket that we got on our road trip last year? 
A hundred percent. We got it. We got a video ticket that was like, here's video of you speeding. And here's a ticket. Just go ahead and mail this to it. It was, I got it. I got Alabama. We got a Louisville, Kentucky one. We got a Louisville, Kentucky. We had to mail it to a place in, in Arizona, which is simply a, Hey, let's put this technology in your city. And, you know, like we'll take care of all the fines and everything like that. And we'll just mail you city, you know, like we'll keep 25% of it. Not our cut. We'll, right. we'll mail you guys. We'll, we'll do all the admin work on it. And, you know, you guys just collect special place for those folks, 50, special 50% place. of the revenue. Um, <laughs> well, you imagine, I want to, I want to profiteer off of people getting tickets and, you know, being arrested. That sounds like something I want to get into. That's, yeah. Well, uh, so what time is the eat and greet? Is that, are you doing that? Is that no, the, I don't what? know about the eat and greet, but Why aren't you selling tickets for of, that, man? Oh, you're we could eat and greet with famer. First of all, you're getting your meal paid for. I know. Yeah. You know, and then secondly, we're charging a premium here, right? Because we're we're limiting the number of people that are that are here because we want to we want platinum, a small setting. Tickets. We want These people to, we want people to feel like they have access to <laughs> right. our fish famous friend here. Oh god. So, you know, we you have imagine. to limit this to a total of 10 people cuz we can't really get too much, you know, cuz you get a nice round table at 10 you know, nice conversation, but you know, everybody's feeling like they're close to the famer. Right. I'm um, glad you thought this out. Like if this is really a thing, you will be my, you'll be my guy. It's going to sure. be a thing. I'm actually staying in the website up tomorrow. <laughs> I might need your help on the way by that. That's something I might help with them too. Yeah, like they something like we need a web administrator. I'm like, what? I, that sounds cool. I could sure me. I could do that. I like to nope. administrate this web. Nope. No idea nope, what that is. No, me. I no, I and I no. did tell him I was like, I don't, I, I'll, I'll be dead set because someone put it out there like, hey, we kind of need a web administrator for our new website. And I was like, no one say anything, no one say anything. I'm like, I mean, it sounds cool. I don't have any idea what that, you know, what that pertains or what they do. But if you have no one else, they're like, hey, we'll, we'll rep. Like, Ugh. I really do think that. I know I tried to build some websites back in the late nineties, teens, <laughs> you know, late nineties, sure. early two thousands. Yeah. And I think that it's There's only become... two kinds of websites you were building. Yeah. I won't mention the one, one was wrestling. The other one it was, um, <laughs> oh, they, they've, they've, I'm sure that they've come a, a very long way. Like I couldn't get around the HTML code. Oh, right. Like it became, you literally yeah. had to, to code you, it, right? Yeah, right you now have, you're just dragging and pasting. Yes. Uh, take this picture, <laughs> put it here, resize, you know, like that's, yeah, that's it. So, right. Um, well, you had a, uh, you had a special guest. I did. Um, in our legendary I series. Am, I was, I got to be honest with you. I was surprised at the content when I listened. Okay. Um, I don't always catch everything that you're, you're telling me and i kind of tuned in tuned out tuned in tuned out and i heard hogan and so i just assumed that oh. we had the hulkster sure and unfortunately i wasn't carry. able to make that one brother and you know i figured mm. we were going to get a sweet wrestling talk but um no. that did not materialize no. um i listened to your interview and there was no wrestling speak and no so no. sadly uh, there a lot of lot others of, talk, a lot of grateful dead yeah, it was entertaining as hell, but oh, it was not uh, what I was expecting. Not the I, was, I want not Hulkamania. Well, I, 
I, I wanted to hear the Andre the Giant story. I wanted to hear the, the breaking of the leg, you know, Ultimate War, you know, all that about stuff. Some later but I didn't in his get life. It. How so, about the Gawker story? And, yeah, I and wanted to that. hear about that. I wanted to hear yeah. about uh, uh, Bubba the Love Sponge. Well, he's and, there, right. What in the world? And like, right with the bed, like some sort of threesome going. What in, what in God's name was happening? Uh, Holster, yeah, man, yeah. buddy. Uh, I, I want to know if Brutus Beefcake was really his weed carrier or if that's oh. just a myth. Um, no, these are I things can't. I want to know. Feels, so, no, well, that's the next uh, well, Hogan. Tell that's us, the uh, second best Hogan, yeah, honestly. Though. Yeah, I will well, say that this is the best one we talk to you. So, tell us, uh, tell us who you talk to. What are we going to hear? I okay, yeah, I, I talked to. My good friend, the great went on on Twitter, but his name is Kevin Hogan. Um, that's what his mother, um, gay did. She did not name him the great went, um, which would have been a fabulous name. But no, she she went with um, Kevin Hogan, and Kevin is one of my good friends. Um, he's a Wook Plus guy. Um, he is a fascinating person. He's a little bit older than us, not much, but so he kind of has some some generational differences and things kind of in his experiences. Um, one of the things, uh, his stories he told that I just latched onto immediately when I started to become friends with him was what he did for graduation um, and kind of his graduation present to himself. So that was kind of the spark that I was like, I, I want to I want to kind of hear this story and and you know on on tape so to speak or, or whatever so um and he's just got so much other things going on he's a podcaster he gets paid for podcasting so i thought wow a pro, you know a perfect you know we 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 pay to podcast i think do we do we pay to podcast we don't we're neutral are we revenue neutral we're revenue neutral <laughs> okay thanks to uh thanks to great friend of the show uh at fake phil's Whatever that was, the poon hound. Was it a dating service? Yeah, yeah there's a dating, dating service that helped us out, so we're that, good for yeah. a while. Yeah, okay. But no, Kevin is an incredible guy. He's super interesting. He's from Baltimore, Maryland, um, or outside of Baltimore, and so he's just got the one. I love his accent. Love just kind of his old vibe. So yeah, I was excited to talk to him. Oh. Well, how about without further ado? That's one of my favorite words. Adieu. I do. How about to do without further ado? We throw yeah, this to Famer and the Great Went. That's it. Record on. There she is. All right. Hey, thanks. Huh? I said, hey, thanks. Exactly. That's an important thing to remind everyone when that situation's happening. Exactly. In some ways, now I mean we've talked about that, but I think in some ways that's like um like a federal law isn't it in some states well, there's like some states you can in, it's in maryland it's two-party i have to say to you i'm recording this and you have to say okay in virginia i can call you up and record you and not tell you because it's one party me consenting to it <laughs> okay so that's how the kind of the law works because i knew there was that which is crazy right how is that even a thing now especially nowadays you know you would think that has I, to be I, everything is two-party I had a problem with an insurance company and I drove to Virginia and called them to record it. <laughs> that is fantastic. That's and, genius. Uh, and uh, they started to give me a hard time. I said, uh, I told them, I said, well, I have a recording of what you said. And they flipped out and I said, oh, I was in Virginia. I took a picture of myself at the rest stop. Uh, and they were like, okay, we're going to be sending that check out next week to you. That is fantastic. 
<laughs> I love that. I love that. Hey, it's just you. And, and what's so sad is no one knows that they could just make a short drive and really get right. them, you know, and so that's they get people all the time, you know, and, and you just one little bit of knowing the law and a little bit of extra driving right. gas money. Right. You got them. You know? well, it, was uh, so, it was so worth it at that point, just because they were being asses. Oh yeah, no the the I the told you so the the I got you deal is well worth the money. The money is secondary at that point. Like anytime you can bend, that's always so weird. Like my pops was always like that. He tried to be. I said that he was just one of those honest dudes. Again, he's a police officer and stuff, you know. So I was anytime like the insurance company give him a little extra money or something. Oh, I should return this. I should. What are you talking about? I'm like, no, they will rob you blind every second. Take what they give you. You know. My granddad wanted to didn't want to give sign everything over to my mother when he knew he was going to die because he felt like she should have to pay the estate taxes. We were like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, listen. Yeah. And I, I, I get the sentiment, right. In some ways, but then you go, you have to take advantage of what, especially us that aren't Uber rich, right. You need to take exactly. advantage of every opportunity we have that the Uber rich will definitely take advantage of. Right. right. So exactly. it's really kind of silly not to, even though I get the, I want to do my part to help out with the, t- right. with the taxes, like a good, you know, I like right. that. I love that, but no, she, definitely would she, not do. She had him. Uh, she ended up getting power of attorney. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, once she did that, she did what she needed to do to uh, liquidate all the accounts and switch the stocks over. And yeah, he bought also- like Baltimore Gas and Electric in the '40s or '50s when it first started. Wow! So we still have this stock sitting around, and it's—I mean, nice. I keep telling my mother to sell it, but she's like, well, "But I can't." And I'm like, "You're holding on to it for sentimental reasons." I said, "Electricity is—they're not the future." You you're know? right other places to put your money but it's a great point yeah if you're gonna yeah there will be a point where that will be sadly right. probably useless right, right. that hundred bucks he put in is worth like seventy five thousand dollars now or whatever right. you might as well take the money and run yes and then if you want to do something very sentimental with some of that money to right. make it feel right you know or then do that you know but yeah that's that's yeah got to do that for sure because that great point it's not it's not probably going to be more in, in no, the next it 10, 15 it, And years. it's gone up and down and up and down. And, you know, when it crashed in 2008, she flipped out because she lost 40%. And it's gotten back up to that point. And I'm like, you're 76. If it, it does that again. The timing is bad, real bad right. then. Yes. At this point, you need to find other invest. I tell her to invest in an index. Yeah, take some like, of that in. Right. Take some of that and put it right. in some other stuff. Take in, some for yourself. Dow, you, you invested in the Dow as a whole, which is going to go up. Yeah. Great point. All right. Well, let's get rocking. Yeah, no, this guy could do that. We should just tape our conversations if we wanted to see what we got out of it for sure. So no, so this is, uh, this is our two C's legend series that we've got going here, Kevin, and and you're Kevin Hogan. We'll have, of course, hopefully you've gotten a chance to listen to our intro. We'll get going here um, for you. And, um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about your kind of just, in some ways your life and also kind of your experience with the grateful dead with music in general. Um, and then what you've got going on now, cause it's incredible. So when I first was talking with you and meeting you, we, you tell, told us early on a story about how your graduation present or like your graduation 
thing you did was go on Grateful Dead tour after you graduated. So can you tell us like a little bit about what that was like? Yeah, everybody went to Ocean City, which is in the news right now for senior week is yeah. what everyone did. Um, I had worked at a sub shop 40 plus hours a week my whole senior year so I could go and do the whole tour, the whole Grateful Dead tour. Wow. And uh, so it was a present I, to yourself. It was some a way. present it wasn't... to myself. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And uh, still didn't have a driver's license. So it was all me finding rides with people and just, but I had all my tickets and I had a pocket full of money. So we went and did, I guess it started uh, Foxborough. It was Foxborough and then Buffalo. And then we came back home for RFK. It was all big places. Gotcha. There, were, there were very few small places. I'm trying to think. The smallest place was Deer Creek, and it was the first year Deer Creek existed. And right. Yeah, it's a newer, yeah, newer venue. Yeah. Wow. And uh, they were like the third band that played there. And these people were not prepared. <laughs> um, well, it eventually Deer Creek became a spot where some of the crashing, gate crashing happened. Oh, yeah, in 95, right. yeah. Yeah, I remember that And now. then the next night in 95 or the next city was Missouri where the thing collapsed at the yeah. campground. Right. I mean, that was crazy. But then, yeah, so it was that. And then they played three three nights at Alpine, which is probably one of my top five dead moments is ah uh, incredible so there. was that was that foxborough show your first show then oh, or had sure. you oh okay. i no my first show was 86 with tom petty dylan and the dead oh. and garcia went into a coma the next day oh my gosh and what? i was like well i saw him once at least i got to see him once. oh tell me about it because you know my story with jerry that i did right. not get to see him at all so i right. yeah i i can only imagine what that would have been like in some ways a very terrible day and horrible but right that that relief of my gosh at least i made it to this one because right literally right. a week later and right. you you don't get maybe don't get to see jerry at all right. thankfully jerry came came through that coma um right. for you so um we how nervous were you like this was this something that you felt super prepared for ready to go like in that like, like young okay. kid um, i can oh, do definitely. it or well, okay. yeah, um, from the time I was 16, I used to go to this place called Wilmer's Park in Brandywine, Maryland, and they'd have like the Jello Boys or Solar Circus play, and they'd serve you. If you could put your hand up on the bar, <laughs> they would serve you. <laughs> so I'd been raging for years, and you yeah. know, you were I, a pro uh, by then. Right, yeah, I, I had basically cut ties with my mother when I was 14, 15. You know, I lived there. I expected her to have food on the table for me, but I got a job when I was 14 and I was like, I'm going to handle my own business. Cause I would, right. Well, you know, if you're depending on your parents for everything, then you have to follow their rules. So. Yes. Uh, 100%. That, that is pretty much a rule. Yes. So I, again, I, this, I, 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 called, I, think people I called her from, um, April, uh, April 1st, I was in New Haven, I guess, which is funny. We've been talking about New Haven. Yeah. And I called her and I was like, I'm in New Haven and I don't have any way home. I need a bus ticket to get back home. And she was like, oh, April Fool's. And I'm like, no, really, I cut <laughs> school this morning and got a ride to New Haven. But the people are going to the next show and I have to get back. 
Oh, so good. Yeah, of all days for that to happen, right? It's, you just immediately, Sorry. Ryan, have to go April Fool's. It's not an April Fool's here. I promise you. I'm literally yeah. stuck. And, so and back then it was- He didn't even know you were in New Haven. Is no. that what I'm hearing? She, oh. she thought I went to school and then went to work. <laughs> uh, Kev, well, see, this is I... why, these are the stories of why we've got to share these and get these on record because I, I just, I think it's just such a different- and here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to kind of, you're, you're my age. I 100% consider you my age, but I, I do think it's, it's just, just a different time and a different like world, you know, now I, I can't imagine allowing my child to do, or like what it would feel like if I knew my, my son just up and went <laughs> right six hours, seven hours away. How, how old is your kid? He's 12 now, but yeah, so that's 12. hopefully not a thing, but I could all, I, again, but, but boy, you're talking right. 16 years old, you know, when, when I, when I saw my first show, when I was 15, I told my mother, I was going to spend the night at my friend's house. He said he was going to spend the night at my <laughs> the house. Classic, the classic borrowed, He was 16. I was 15. Just got his license, borrowed his mother's Trans Am. <laughs> and we went in his mother's Trans Am to DC. Uh and when Incredible. we got when we got back, she was standing on the front porch screaming, "What did you do with my car? What did you do did with you my car?" This yeah. old Greek lady, she was like flipping. Oh, couldn't care less about the kid, right? Like, not 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 worrying in any way that he's home safe and okay, and had and had you know gone to some crazy concert a long way away. Worried about that Trans Am in every way, which makes sense. I agree. I, that would probably be where I would be at too in that scenario. Yeah, we I I think we've talked that one like I can't imagine you rolling into the lot in a Trans Am like what that what that scenario looks like is 16 and 15 year olds like that. Dead shows at RFK were a different beast than going to like a fish lot because sure. you had everybody who was like, oh, Saturday night, let's go up to, you know, the Grateful Dead are playing. You know? Right. Yes. They And they were a mass, massively popular band at that point, too. Right. right. So where the you know, there were yuppie deadheads in there it, it you know was, it was uh it was pre touch of gray but it was right. building up to that yeah. you could because they were playing with dylan and tom petty you know that was the other thing it was dylan and tom petty so you had all the tom petty people there sure which you are know? basically normies at that right. in that scenario yeah. right like you would think oh right. tom petty's got some wild crowd but in, <laughs> compared right. to the dead crowd like that's a that's seriously and, and uh, they wheeled out dylan on a dolly and just kind of stood him up in front of the stage was that bad he was for Bobby? He, he, it was the low point of his life. I think playing with the dead in 87 is when, because 88 started the never ending tour, yeah. which apparently is still going on to this day. Yes. Yes. And he, I think they're still wheeling him up there. Honestly, <laughs> Kev, I don't, I'm from what I, the last time I heard him or see, I just, I, it's a different thing to go see Bob now. Last That's, time I saw him was Phil and Bob tour in 99. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. uh, that was, I saw three shows on that tour and I have not seen them since. So it's been 20 some years. I'll tell you, um, that wasn't, if you enjoy vocals and vocalists um, in, in, in any way, that wasn't, uh, that tour there was right. a tough one to get through in every way. Cause of course, like Phil, honestly, Phil's probably sounding his best, um, which is still Phil sounding right. his best, whereas Bobby is probably at his worst, and it's complete right. mumble, mumble Bob. Right. The, the best Bob voice was Lay Lady Lay, the Nashville skyline, when he dropped it a whole octave. I his agree. People hate so that. Cool. 
I know people hate that too. And I'm like, I know that was probably what he should have gone with by like at once he kind of started not being, you know, folky guy. Yeah. Like yeah. that should have been his go-to. Absolutely. Love that. So, okay. So we've talked a little bit about your graduation present and to yourself, which is amazing. And what, it, like, that's the most inspirational graduation present I've ever heard of. Like I, you know, people do buy cars, things like that. And you, got, you didn't, and you didn't even have a car. That's the best part of it. Um, it is incredible. So tell so you got eventually into, you know, at this point you're a touring a lot pro at it you get into the taping culture and and start to become a taper tell me like a little bit about just you know how you got connected in with taping what would like your first show you remember taping that kind of just that experience my uh buddy of mine tom was uh met this guy at a bluegrass festival named tim siegel uh mm -hmm. tim siegel is now david nelson band's sound guy hmm. and uh but at the time he was way high up in the taping like he he was the they they would sneak reel to reels in in wheelchairs and have somebody sit in a wheelchair <laughs> in order to get stuff through i mean Amazing. that's where these guys were and, because they uh, were doing they were doing some shows where taping still wasn't allowed right some, exactly yeah exactly. so they were doing it kind of covert which is incredible right. i love the wheelchair <laughs> angle that's a solid one i mean it takes a level of morality that you're checking at the right. door but that's that's okay you got to get that tape and, and people and the guards are always uncomfortable they aren't going to search the guy oh, in the wheelchair of course they're not <laughs> no no it's a it's a really solid solid play i mean it really is it's an electric wheelchair that's what all those wires are yeah that's right that's right see me going just push it real hard you know look at me here look at this i'm in the button yeah <laughs> so good so but good. uh so tom started getting tapes from him and you know giving them to me and then uh we were like hey we can do this so we'd start to try to tape bands and you know with like a single microphone kind of thing when like a, sure. a mic stand that was only five feet tall so it was behind everybody's heads um I never um, taped the dead myself because right. it was impossible to get the tapers tickets. Right. There was just such and, a massive right. community at that point. Like, and people, right. right just suck those tickets. Um, much easier with fish at that time. Mm -hmm. Even if you didn't have the taper ticket to sneak a deck in too. Mm -hmm. Cause everybody was all hip to the dead. And this is their, you know, we're going to. Good point. So that like, meaning you you know and i guess for the for the normies out there listening in the world like you know you have equipment to do taping and they used to actually sell and they still do for some bands sell taping tickets specific right. tickets where you were allowed fish, does still. fish still does yes and and allows people to bring in equipment to tape them then freely trade those tapes on the internet supposed to right. be freely but and most do i think it's a pretty good community about that and so it's, it's, you know, it's an incredible thing. And so you have to have a specific though ticket to then have the equipment where it sounds like you're saying that really early on, especially in fish world, the, the people at the gates weren't going, okay, you have to have this ticket to have this right. equipment. They just assume people are going to bring in stuff. So right. you don't, you'd walk up and say, I'm taping if they, and yeah. I had a, I had a D8. So it was in my pocket right. in my jeans. If they found that I'd be like, oh, I'm taping. Okay. Yeah, they weren't like, oh, so let me see your taper ticket. Do you have like the special wristband, you know, like now and, and, and stuff. And then I then I I was always that guy. Can I get a patch? Can I get a patch? You know, I'd go there and I'd look at the mics. 
and decide who had the best mics and go up to yes. that person. Who's the like, tallest mic? A <laughs> this, it's a little bit got... like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. It's the same thing at the urinal, right? Where you're standing there looking around and everybody like, who's got the long, no, 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 maybe not. But yeah, so I, I get that, right? So you want to find the, at least the guy who's tallest, got the, the most the expensive best kind, equipment. Right, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I started to get to know people. You know, so it was like, you know, people would say, um, my friend Pat, he'd be like, just give me your deck. He'd have a taper ticket and he'd just throw my deck in with his and I wouldn't even see him and he'd give me a tape, which is kind of cheating. But uh, most of the taping I did myself were be like the Poconos when Relics did a festival, mm -hmm. you know, and there'd be a bunch of bands playing. You could set your mic up on the hillside or the radiators because they gave out a sampler patch. So you'd That's go awesome. and just patch out of the soundboard and which I always consider that kind of like half taping. Sure. You know, I right. was hundred percent. Cause it's not an audience recording at that point right. in some ways, really, even if the though the level's okay. Right. If the level's okay and it's running, you're going to get a good sounding tape. Right. Isn't that at that point, whatever skill level of the taper and the, right. the equipment, blah, 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 is, is null and void, right? Because right. It, yes. you're just getting it straight from the soundboard where right. it was always cool back. And, and I think that's what's such an incredible part of the tradition of the dead and fish and, and so much other music as well. The radiators like so many bands. And I think what people don't realize is there's a lot of other bands, heavy metal bands, you know, rock bands that, that they the probably super don't. Super Soccer's allow taping. Sure. I, I think, I, I think probably one of the most incredible and probably a whole nother podcast is kind of Metallica's, you know, situation, you know, where Especially really. Especially after they were such asses about Napstar. Exactly. Exactly. That's what's so gross, right? That's what made it. It wasn't like, listen, we get that artists aren't getting paid money for stuff and they should be. And we, we like, I think we all sympathize with that 100%. But when you are now a multi-millionaires, right? And you definitely came up on free bootlegs and free right. music trading. Like, I'm right. confused at why you're the guys out here making a stand. And please don't tell us it's for the little guy. And, and please just all everything you're doing stop it's we're just a little guy right? yeah oh i'm i don't care about us we're fine but we're just worried about those small bands coming up they're not getting their money that they rightfully deserve yeah. right come on lars we know better we just please stop with that shit but right. again i i think what was cool always was like like you said there were people that you had the best tapes or you knew like oh man i got this guy's tape you know it's it's the good stuff or there was also like a, a system in place, you know, um, you know, and, and this, this, again, it, it was an incredible kind of, you know, interconnection of, right. of folks early on pre-internet right. that folks, you, you know, bought relics, you bought relics magazine and in the back there were ads, my list for yours, or, you know, if you send me three blanks, I'll do blanks and postages for you know, yeah, people. For, right. And who knows what you get. Sometimes it was a shitty sounding tape. But once the internet started, I became a lot more involved with being on listservs and doing, well, like trees is what people used like to call it. You know, somebody would send me their master. I'd make yeah. three copies. Those three people made three copies and sent them out. To, and then we came up with something called a vine, mm -hmm. where the last person on the vine sent me the blanks right blank cds i'd record them and send them to the first person on the vine who would record off this person's copy and then mail the copies forward till they ended up to the last guy in the vine 
That's incredible. Yeah. So everybody could make their own recording, but that required you to have the equipment. It wasn't like, hey, can I send you some blank tapes or some blank CDs? And right. And but that's again where it became do you you didn't need or you needed several that you needed the right kind of equipment, right? That you could, yes, either double deck to where you could kind of right, put a tape in, hit record, or I mean, back in the day, I mean, I literally put two, you know. radio sets together you know right together and recorded straight off you know like off each other and i mean there was just so many ways that you it was it's it seems so archaic now and so you know and and i think who's the nugs guy oh brad serling brad he changed everything by starting to put samples of mp3s on his website that you could listen beforehand and know whether you wanted that because you might want it for sentimental reasons and i can care less what it sounds like a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and man, again, another full podcast could be like Nugs, you know, ad, adventure. They changed from, everything, right? I, yeah. And, and that's why it's hard. Like, listen, Brad, I am full on the F Brad train all because of our experience, you know, and we'll talk about right. that later on, you know, and just I think everyone's rec- more recent experience with Brad. But I think it's important if you've been around long enough there's, it's hard because Brad and Nugs.net was like a freaking treasure trove of free, and it was free amazing, like if you, if you were around in that time and don't have like everything that was on there, it, which is what I have. I mean, I have, you know, in the, in this, not that's the bathroom, this room right here, of course, this is an audio. So this, this pointing and all this is not going to come off at all, but yeah, right over here in this room, I have just CD logics, you know, full of just right. nothing, but, and it was all from nugs, you know? And so part of me is like, ah, F Brad, you're, you know, you're, and I did listen, I, I'm still fully on the F Brad with how they handle their YouTube algorithm. And, you know, but that's a conversation maybe for the next next portion we'll get to at some point. Right. For sure. right. that, that's I, so- I, 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 I he's protecting his business. And, and I, I think a lot of times fish is the bad guy, but they don't want you to know that. So it's Brad who's the face of it or it's Ticketmaster or the platinum. Yep. 100% getting the money and they're like we're not the bad guys and Ticketmaster's like for our 10% we'll take being the bad guy and Brad's like for my portion I'll take being the bad guy a thousand percent um I don't think Brad feels bad at all um about <laughs> like us or or cares that we're hashtag right. Brad and anything like that hurts him in no way shape or form um, I think no I think that's a great point I think in some ways we have to be careful about how much we fight some of these kind of corporate entities around these bands because these bands make very, you know, very wide eyed open choices to use these companies to be a part of these corporations. And so, you know, if we're going to be mad at them, then we have to be mad at fish, you know? And so like, I'm, I'm fully on the, get pissed and try our best but i can, but i'm also going to play ball you know i'm not one of these ones that isn't you know i know there's a lot of folks out there like we all we finally just have to stop buying tickets and stop going to shows and you know it, and then we'll end them like please you do that because i i got <laughs> i don't i got a short life man and if i'm out here protesting for five years and not going to shows and nothing changes or maybe it does but i miss five years of shows y'all right but i think the this model would be the best a Dutch auction tickets go on sale. They're $500. The first day, if you want to buy one, you pay $500. The next day they're $450. The next day they're 400. 
And whatever your price point is, you buy the ticket. And if you're the $90 guy waiting for him to be $90, you aren't getting the ticket. But it would eliminate the scalpers because how are you going to make money off of someone who paid $500? Who already I mean, They aren't going to buy all those $500 tickets up. No, no. Their, their plan is to have multiple computers buying face value tickets and right. then selling them for that right. amount. So, so if you take that away, because by the 10th day, it's probably sold out when they're down to $200 a ticket. And that's probably what Fish is really worth. Fish is undervaluing themselves so they don't look like the bad guy. I, I think that's a good point. Like Fish's tickets overall have always traditionally been low right for the experience that they're giving you i think anybody that goes to and i think there's some friend some folks that only go to jam band shows right and they don't really see what other concerts are like or they go to jam band shows then go to another concert and go what Where, where's the rest of it you know where's the next set you know my, what's happening my youngest, <laughs> my youngest is going to guns and roses in october her mom bought her a ticket for her birthday bought awesome. the two of them tickets four hundred dollars for two tickets with the fees yeah, and that's face value. And, right. and if you if you you are sadly mistaken, you're not okay. Guns and Roses as a draw and as a popular act, of course, is probably. But they're more, a nostalgia act now. They're a nostalgia act. They're going to be playing nothing but their old classics at every show. Which is what same she thing, wants to see. Which is fine again, right. but it's going to be an hour and twenty-five to thirty-minute set show, and it's going right. to be over. You know what I mean? And they're gonna. That's. I think that's the piece that I is always the. It's so unsatisfying when you go to another like a non non jam band show at times because at least if you have that expectation in your head that it's going to feel the same, right? you know, cause it just like, I'm always like, ah, yes, that was awesome. Where's That's the rest. Why. And then Bruce, I got to go home. Bruce Springsteen's always worth it. Cause he'll always do a two and a half, three hour show. And you're like, all right, I'll pay the money because I'm going to know 70% of it. Yes. And, I saw him had uh, what's his name. Who's the rage guy. Who played with them oh Tom yeah tom morello tom morello yeah it's it awesome oh yeah no i think bruce the stones people like that you're gonna get they're gonna play a solid long show genesis gonna, i bet genesis does a happy I mean, set. I, that will be interesting i mean they're gonna be charging big bucks so and they've and got so much i mean just, got the their hits, just their hits are two and a half hours and they're talking about we're gonna play the music box and stuff they're talking about going all the way back yeah I don't, I don't love them. Go, I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, where are you at with Phil Collins Genesis? Not, let's get real. Off um, the the uh, Phil Collins Genesis, I like the hits. Yeah, you know, yeah. like uh, Misunderstanding and yeah. uh, Abacab. There's some sure. really catchy good tunes, but by the time they got the Mama, I was eh. Oh my gosh, that is the one. Okay, in our album club, Ben's. It put up uh, uh, a Genesis Phil Collins album and it's great. It's the one with, um, geez, well, I mean, I'm drawing a blank. It's his, his Phil Collins face on the front. I can't think of it, uh, but it's, but it's got some great hits, good tracks. And, but it's got the mama, the mama one, which right. I'm like, what is going on? What's he doing? Oh, it's so bad. And the vocals, I, I get what he's going for. Like, I know he's trying, here's what, here's going to be, when I talk to Ben's about it, I'm going to give a spoiler to Ben's about it. My problem with it is it's kind of, um, it, I don't like it when Phil tries to be Peter Genesis, right? So I'm on, right. I'm a hundred percent on your train where the hits for, for me are where it's at with Phil Collins Genesis, because when he tries to do like 
more prog rocky like you know theme based peter gabriel shit it is terrible terrible like it is like no 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 like you're phil you're a pop songwriter you know you are not a you're not a peter gabriel writer i i'd like to think of myself as a philip bateman fan of phil collins and genesis <laughs> Right, exactly. No, that makes sense. And you know me, I'm a Huey. I'm, I'm, I'm Huey the same way. So yeah, no, I, 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 I would disagree that Swartz was his best album, but. Oh, agree. Oh, I, yes. Fair, fair on that. I, I see where he's coming from on like it all came together then, but there's, there's, yeah, there's way deeper stuff. Yeah. In his catalog than that. Oh, well, man, we have really, really digressed. This is why I had to talk to you, buddy, because um, this is what it's all about with you. I digress. <laughs> yeah, we just and we have so much fun doing it. So that's what's the best about. So let's get some of these like quick little questions in that I have for you. Um, so if you just had I mean, I, I know we do this all the time, like in our world, but, you know, I, the, the people and I think there is a few people that listen to this aren't kind of in our world. So right. I, like questions like, well, if you you're introducing someone to the dead or favorite, favorite dead show that you let's, let's go attended. Favorite dead show I attended would probably be the RFK summer of 90. Okay. Just RFK because 90. I'm marking that down for my own notes as well right, to listen to. There is a, uh, almost an hour dark star drum space sequence played mm -hmm. at a stadium with 70,000 people in the middle of a torrential downpour. Nice. I mean, nice. It, it was, it, they cancel shows now when it rains like this. Fantastic. Yes. But they, you know, it wasn't like that. It just, you know, there's not a weak song. They didn't do a weak song all night out of space. There's no slow song. It's a right. uh, watchtower fantasy touch of gray to close the set. Jerry was just, he was having fun. He was the one that night. That's amazing. Yeah. And then once you get into the nineties, I mean, that's, that's what you're looking for is a good, right. healthy, you know, happy. Yeah. Go and, lucky and it was Jerry. my last show with Brent. So uh, it has that. Right. Right. Cause heart. would that, that was close to when Yeah, he died three weeks later after Tinley Park or two weeks later. So you, you have a little bit of a spinal tap effect on the dead a little bit here. Cause we're talking, wait, you went to a show, then Jerry went to do a coma, oh, went to right. another show. Brent died wrong, right long after. Maybe, right. maybe we should be streaming any dead shows from now on. Kevin, so I don't know about that. Um, so, um, okay. So maybe like, this is a weird question, but like, what is your favorite like piece of memorabilia that you have? And that, that may be like worth, but just like, what do you love the most that you have for that's the dead? dead? Oh, that's dead related. I or have just a, any bander. Right now, I have a t-shirt. Um, when I was 13, I was in a psychiatric care facility. My mother put me in a long-term psychiatric care facility. And one of the counselor's husbands was a deadhead. I was, I guess, 13 at the time. And... Uh, he had a shirt from Europe in 1981 because he went on tour. She took his shirt and gave it to me. Oh. And I still have an original tour shirt from 40 years ago. Oh my gosh, I mean, it's yeah. so thin. I couldn't wear it. It's like oh. ready to fall apart. But right. I wore that thing for my, through high school. You know, it was like. It's so cool, man. And I appreciate you sharing that story, man, because that's like. And, and it shows like, what you know, why would you have. Because I think people. I think folks that don't either love music as much or don't really have these kind of connections to bands or to music or things like that. That's the kind of stuff I, I hope 
and I think anyone can connect to, you know, that in a moment, you know, when you needed some, you know, someone to, to show some kindness and, and care about you and, and sure. someone did that, you know, and it was Grateful Dead related and it can, you know, and like, it just led to years right. of, of, of more. So I, it's just amazing. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm kind of weepy. So I'm, I'm getting a little weepy. So let's get to like a good funny one or something. So like, what's okay. Give me like a crazy, crazy dead thing. Like either. Yeah. Let's go like fan craziest thing you've seen a fan do. You got one of those or fish. Fan, well, dead. um, people, um, the people at Alpine, it rained the first night when I was there. And they Love were sliding where this down is going. Hill. Yes. And I'm like, you're going to kill yourself. Somebody is going to end up paralyzed. <laughs> it is It is like watching. It, it, I mean, it's basically like, that's why I can't watch NASCAR, right? Because, or, or bull riding, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I feel terrible about it because I'm rooting for a wreck. I'm rooting <laughs> for the bull, right? Like I'm rude. I'm like, yeah, get him, bull, get him. And then that's terrible. You know, I don't want people to be hurt. And I think there's a level of watching people at Alpine slide down those hills on a rainy jam band show has a level of that same kind of feeling of like, I shouldn't, I like, I feel gross watching this because I know that people are going to the hospital, but I'm also laughing a lot and I'm going to keep watching it because right. it's so great. Like, okay. So same thing. Oh, three Alpine, run same deal rained rained i think it i think it was night two i want to say and walking out it was nothing but just just dreads and and cargo pants flying down this hill and i mean by the end it's like that cheese roll on that wherever it is switzerland or whatever you've seen that right where they roll the cheese down the hill everybody has to roll down it it's the same thing right like by the end of it they are they're getting air you know, right. like it's again, it's 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 so I'm so glad you brought that up because it's one of my favorite like fish memories, too, from Alpine is like these absolute right. nutters. Just oh, that's amazing. All right. So um, let's go to this one. Let's kind of fly through some of these. Oh, OK. So, well. Let's do we'll do we'll do favorite band member and then we'll leave the dead a little bit. OK, so so favorite band member of the dead. Yeah. Um. Man, I tell you what, I, I was always a Jerry band guy, but right. when I saw the dead, it was Bobby and the whole misfit power thing. Feel like a stranger victim, you know? Yeah. That whole kind of thing. That attracted me. Fantastic. Yeah, no, I love that. I, I think I think Bobby brought a lot of energy, right, to the dead. And when you're when you're at a show and Bobby's really just feeling it and he's rocking it, because there were times like I think we we talk and for me, I'm only talking from like tapes and watching on YouTubes and stuff like that. But there's times when Jerry isn't there, you know, like he's he's I mean, you you're still enjoying it. He still somehow is playing the most beautiful guitar melodies and stuff you've ever heard but he's really like someplace else he's not really there i think think after brent died he would have been happy to never play with the grateful dead again and just do jerry band and play with grisman and he he was different with them right and you hear it in his voice you hear it with like you're right it became it became a machine yeah i think the grateful dead was very and it was very plotted out it right. was drums in space every night. You did these songs after. You did these songs before. Yeah. These songs open. These songs close first. Like, and you know, know what's kind of funny? And thinking about this, like you wonder in some ways, okay, why why we're saying you know Bobby was a fun to watch and and 
especially live when it was the good Bobby songs, maybe in some ways, like Jerry had to watch that every night and right. be with that for like 35 years, probably, you know, 40 years. By the time that was like, he was just probably done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where we're going, oh yeah, get it, Bobby. Start hooting and hollering and you do it. You do your thing. Jerry's just like over there. And Come Jerry on, bro. To, then Jerry had to sit through like the years of like, wave to the wind and long way to go home and samba all those songs they were just weak and everybody was like so oh my god it's the grateful dead but yeah they can write a weak song a hundred percent and i think that's what's and i think what's good and bad about i think there's two two there's a happy meeting with our our crews right like and and fish and and dead fans like we can be over critical you know oh, and yeah. then we can be over fluffy you know, and there needs to kind of be a middle ground, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And like, just because it's fish or just because it's Grateful Dead does not make it a good song. You know right. I mean? Sometimes I think that's, the song can suck. Uh, and it's okay. They have so many songs. Like, that's okay. Like, you, do, you know, there's not honestly a bad, like, think about your punk, you know, bands that you love. Right. There probably isn't a bad, a, a bad Stooges song, but they only have like 45 songs, you know? Right. And, I mean, oh. that's... <laughs> and another thing, it's very subjective. Because you can hear a song and be like, oh, my God, that means so much to me because of whatever it's going. Like the first time I saw them do fish do light live, it was the night after my aunt died. And so yeah. I had this whole epiphany and I really love the song now. Yeah. But if you asked me before that, I would have been lukewarm at best. Man. Sure. That's some more. That's some uh, death. That's some Eckhart told, you know, death. Yeah. I'm even saying that guy's right, but name right. Cause I don't, I don't read him. Cause that's e just Eckhart, not my thing. Eckhart Tooley. Okay. That's how, see, that's how much. No, no, um, it isn't. It's oh, right. is it? Okay. Did I get it right? I was believing you. I, Cause I seriously, I don't know. I'm like, I just I, know. I call him Tooley cause he's a tool. I mean, come on. <laughs> I just, I, that kind of stuff for me is, and that's what's weird. I mean, I, so I'd love Trey's writing now. Don't get me wrong. And I think he hits the right moments plenty of times, you know, but yeah, there is times when I'm like, okay, you know, I, right. and you know me, like I'm a loving like guy, but, but geez, I, 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 I read a lot of the stuff from all those people from Napoleon Hill to mm -hmm. who was the Carnegie guy, mm -hmm. how to win friends. Dale and I, 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 I've always found I was a smorgasbord guy. Oh, I like this one little idea from you. I'm uh, going to take that from you and this Covey, from you. And this Covey, from set, yeah, right. all that Covey stuff. They teach, they right. teach that in schools, you know? I mean, that's right. like a, some, some, yeah. And those things always felt gross to me. Like I, and that's, what's funny. Like, it's not that I don't, I, I agree philosophically with all the stuff, but if it feels new agey or feels like a program at all, that right. is I, like, I get like, oh no, I'm being like brainwashed. I, I don't, don't want a guru. No, I exactly. To, I just want the information. That's why I like Buddhism. There's no top guy. There's no Jesus. There's no exactly. Muhammad no, that's a great point. Right. There's no cult of personality in a sense, right. which it's, is it's a path. the worst parts. Right. Yeah. It's a path. This is yeah. what we're, you know, this is how we think you can live. You know, this is the way you're going to live your best life. There you go. There I am. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So this is a perfect segue to this next question. And this is a question that we, we we're going to start compiling and we want to talk to as many people as possible on this question. It's one of, one of the most interesting questions to me in this world. So since we were just talking about Buddhism and, and peace and, and all those things, let me ask you this question. Who would you punch if you saw them on the street with no repercussions? They're not like, they're not going to hit you back. 
you're not going to jail. If there was one person, you just, you know, you're, they're giving you that, that instant reaction. When you see their face, boom, you punch. I'm glad that you asked me this beforehand. Okay. So I was prepared for this. Okay, um, good. I wanted you to think about it. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ted Nugent. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is such a good answer. Please tell me more why, though. Uh, because he's just such a, I don't know, he's just such a tool. He's, he's, he's everything that was wrong with rock and roll in the 70s, number one. And then the whole thing about him shitting himself to get out of Vietnam, and then he turns around and he's Mr. Patriot. I just, it's such a, and I'm so glad you brought up the music too, because I think like it's real easy, right, to go, oh, Ted Nugent, now, nah. like, Scratch fever, man. guys, a douche. I mean, there's a level of like that face too. What a punchable face. What a punch, like that face says, punch me. And like, again, I think that's, I'm so glad you brought it up that we can take politics out of it. Let's take politics out of it. And let's talk about his musical contributions to this, this world. And he should be punched for that alone. So there's like, he gets punched for catch scratch fever. He gets punched for this ignorant, you know, Trumpism, like this gross, the hunting stuff, the hunting. And you know me, like I'm, I'm a hunter. Like I, I, I participate right. in hunting. I'm not like Mr. You know me again. I'm not an NRA guy by any means. I'm not a hunt. I'm not like a uh, kill, kill, kill. Like I, you ain't going to find me, you know, on top of some hippo. Right. You know, in Africa, you know, like th that's not that's not me in any way. Okay, without getting a deer or something like that. Is it, exactly, I deer hunt for enjoyment with my dad. We follow all rules. We follow all. You know, we and do it use, as. And you use the deer. Yes, we eat every. We either donate or use every single bit of that deer. You know, we will search if we lose one. I promise you, we're, we spend twenty four hours looking for that thing, right. trumping up and down every damn hill in the Missouri Ozarks, trying to find it. Like, it's very important to us to do it the right way. And so, but so I'm not. I'm not like reflexively inclined to hate hunters and hunt people who hunt. Yeah. But the way Ted Nugent does it and the way he talks about it and the way he he presents it is so disgusting. It's right. this like and it's so fake, too. It's this it's this guided hunt shit where you fucking get these, you know, animals just basically right. trudged out in front of you so that you can shoot your big gun or your big cool bow and arrow. Right. It's it's so gross. Then the political stuff again. What a phenomenal answer. And, I, and then you, you would please so many people. Right. Like everyone wants, I mean, you, this is not someone that's like, like, oh, just right. Kev, just, you know, like just, that's a Kev thing that he, he, you know, he hates this guy. Like so many people want to do this. I do. Go ahead. Sorry. I cut you off. No, I, I was going to say that, you know, I, I always joke that I'm so far to the left, you get to keep your guns. Yeah. I really don't have a problem, but uh, I have a problem with an AR-15. <laughs> I have a problem with buying a gun from a gun show and any idiot in the, what did Texas do? What the fuck are they thinking? I mean, it's so bad. I I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, I I am I, I and I, I sympathize a hundred percent with the concept of like I've got many very liberal, very lefty friends that are like one hundred percent pro gun. And in the Midwest, that happens honestly a lot. You know, it's actually interesting that kind of like it, it, it's so important to like see people not as monoliths you know right. so, so often and i think like i've got a buddy big deadhead big fish head loves and hated trump hates is 
definitely not a Republican by any means, but is a card toting NRA member and loves guns and it ain't about to give up his guns is convinced that, you know, they will get our guns. If we don't, we got to use them for protection and, and all the shit. Sold that. And th- that's know. what kills me. I really hope that this New York state thing takes them down, but they're just going to pop up somewhere else. There's too much money involved with having the nra exist yeah exactly and i but i do they are kind of going bankrupt right so i just hope and all the russian money you know once they realize that so much of it was from foreign you know corporations and things what's that guy's name lapierre he's living large oh of course he is he's out shooting giraffes and shit like a fucking clown did you see that last thing him and his wife out there shooting and they fucked it up too they had to like shoot the giraffe like 10 times who misses a giraffe they're literally known as big ass yeah. animal. You know what and I mean? <laughs> right. I mean, I guess they can pick up some speed when they get running, but I don't think they were run. I'm, I'm literally yeah. think the way the article was sounding, it was like this giraffe they was walked a, it out and said, "All right, one hundred percent." It was like a two hundred fifty year old giraffe too. It was like it had a cane and shit. It was walking out there. <laughs> it was like just putting me out of my misery, and they had to shoot it like ten times to even put it down. Like, uh, so gross, so gross. So, yeah, I I love that choice, buddy. What a fantastic man. See, this is why we got to do this. Uh, this is like my my dream of maybe I should talk to Osiris and speak about my uh, Punch You in the Face podcast. So, right. Um, so, okay, let's move into like Kevin now. Okay, like like the, the great went proper right now, modern times. So, so much has happened like in this year, with uh, you professionally you kind of doing all kinds of things so i want to talk some of that stuff let's let's talk i guess it kind of mostly started with what plus so let's talk a little bit about what plus and like what what like how you came to it and what's happening there um yeah i guess in 2019 what put out a thing does anybody want to do something with what plus and i responded i think it took him two months before he got back to me and he's like uh you said you're a writer what do you want to write funnier stuff or do you i want to do an interview show and have that more serious so i was like well i'll work with you on the interview show since your other guys are doing the funny stuff and then mm-hmm. i guess around february is when we had started that thread or i got mm-hmm. added to it um I, well, you guys were talking about brad and chad before i got there a little bit, but not yeah. me. I, I kind of came in right around the same time you did there. So yeah, that's it's such a it's so funny hearing you say this because it brings me back right to those memories of of those times. Yeah, because and, we and then through. we you know started we started with all these projects we were going to do. I think the only <laughs> things that came out of it were the one minute fish tree. Yeah, you know, the interview show Tim wanted to do never happened, even though it kind of exists now with what plus live. I don't think the way he saw it originally, but it is the interview thing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I we were on a, a call one day and Chad or somebody or Tim or somebody was like, we should do this live. Yeah. Or you or whoever said it. And the next no, thing yeah. we were doing the lot. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, it was Chad and Tim and like, why? Yeah. Why? Cause, and, and I think we had, we had seen some other folks that had done some similar things zoom wise, right. or at least, you know, we thought, oh, we can have some fun with this and, you know, really it, it was, do our version. It was, I guess in April, that middle of April, when they first started all the lockdowns, we spent two or three hours a day with each other on zooms. So we had be, we, we just developed this chemistry that, carried right on over into that first episode of the lot 
Yeah, no, that's um, such a great point. Like we, I, it's so weird to go like we all have only been friends for a certain amount of time. Like the time frame is not really accurate, you know? Yeah, because so we did so much, you know, right like we didn't spend time like normal folks do <laughs> we well, spent hours and hours just yeah talking and going through stuff oh i think you're on mute buddy did you hit the mute button oh right and then they changed the lot <laughs> yeah to be in once a month and then it once uh, you know we started i guess i did the thing with llama the parking spot yeah and i did the christmas show was my whole idea that i wanted the musical christmas show and i got just our Twitter friends to do it some instead of having stuff. artists. And we, then we ended up with live, which has been, uh, it, it's just an incredible experience because, you know, it's very encouraging. We're throwing the ideas out there and, you know, I've been allowed to just do things that I had forgot how much I loved. Like when I was the stage manager in high school. Yeah. And um, fits right in perfect. With right. And then for years, you know, and then I was into doing audio and sound stuff when I was taping because exactly. I would use SoundForge and stuff like that. And it was like all these things. Well, your poetry together. background, your poetry and yeah. writing background, you know, for yeah. so much of, you know, what this, you know, especially early on pertained to like a lot of writing, you know, a right. lot of kind of tedious you know, work in that way, a lot of editing and just a lot of, right. So uh, um, again, and I think that's, what's the funnest thing is to see, I was able to be a part of it early on and just see like where, yeah, where you guys have taken it now, you know, where it's like a totally, you know, we were very, very raw and very, yeah. very Wookiee. And right. now it's like, if it's Wookiee at all, it's like on purpose because <laughs> it's, you know, but it's, but it's highly produced wookie-ness you know right. so it's, it's perfect and, so you know since dam's ending and tour starting we're gonna do a live lot from the dicks we're gonna exactly. broadcast live all three days i know you're gonna be hanging out with us and i'm just thinking of all you know my mind's money running wild because we're gonna have to get a generator in order to power <laughs> doing a live thing you have to have a generator it's true so i'm like we should get a karaoke machine and people can come up and do karaoke. Dude, the possibilities, how much fun can we have on the lot just with different little fun right. games or right. Having people. Right. Mike Gordon's you know, going by Mike, come on over. Exactly. Which could absolutely happen. And the Dick's lot is just so fun. I mean, again, it's just a perfect scenario for that, that because you, you can't, you can't miss it, you know, in, right. in some ways, because it's last just a, such a good was, central east. Place. Last time I was in Colorado was 94. Uh, yeah. Lots so of, I left, I left Colorado in September of 94. So it'll be almost 27 years since uh, I have uh, so been there. So good. So good, man. Well, I can't wait to be there with you. It is going to be out of control. And yeah, so Wook Plus, you find it on YouTube. Um, and there's all kinds of live shows, all kinds of produced stuff on there. So absolutely, that'll still be rocking and going. And like that, it's incredible. Again, like sky's the limit for what that yeah. the future holds, right? And in then, some ways. Right. And we're also another show I'm involved with there. I know you're not the biggest comic book person in the world. Oh, no, that's here. Yeah. My, yeah. No, oh, no, I hate comic books. But right. no, please tell me about <laughs> right. we're doing a, we're doing panel, a show called Panels and Frames. 
right which talks about the marvel universe mostly but we're going to expand into other things but oh now that's still going on, on. okay yeah. see so odd uh, this is news to me okay so we've taken I'm, a few weeks off because we well wanted- there was a bracket right there was a right. marvel bracket yeah. and so it really kind of evolved evolved somewhere around right. the bracket piece and yeah. you've, you've done like all the bracket support shows which right. are amazing when the brackets come out um, and Marvel bracket was out. And so you guys did panels and frames, right? Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Um, with Har- Har- Harley. Uh, Harley from, yeah, from, from the Twitter world. And so you're going to still keep doing this though, even without right. a bracket yes. is what I'm we're hearing. Gonna, next week, we're going to pick it back up and we're going to start talking about Loki doing maybe some spoilers. What do you think is going to happen next? Amazing. And, uh, what, you know, because there's in an July, endless amount of Marvel in content. July, right in July, Black Widow comes out, right. and then there's Marvel What If? They're going to do a cartoon of the What Ifs, really like an animated oh, series boy. of that. All so we'll have stuff to talk about every week. That's great, going man. Forward, yes. I know a lot of folks. Yeah, that are that. There's a lot of crossover between. I think it makes a lot of sense too, right? Because there's a level of obsessiveness that goes along with being a Grateful Dead fan right. or fish fan or whatever. And it just right. kind of very much easily bleeds into comic books, it, right? It it's in with my neuroses. So. Yeah, yeah, it's just right. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So, okay. So we've talked a little bit about what plus. So let's kind of move into kind of what, in some ways, kind of a lot of that then led to this, which is the beautiful garbage podcast on Osiris and like what yes. the future holds for it. What, how, like, yeah, just tell us about it. Well, so. yeah, we talked about, you know, there was a point where there was a law with what plus last summer. Mm-hmm. And basically Tim was like, everybody should try to do something on their own. Let's take a break, you know, yeah. from each other. And I said, <laughs> I'm going to send an email to Osiris and ask them pitch a podcast. And two months later, guy named adam got back to me and what my original idea was they were like it's kind of boring with you just talking and the music and playing a song after it says it sounds like a radio show they're like can we add another voice and we went back and forth for two months we were going to bring in somebody famous to do it with me we were going to have somebody famous just do it instead of me right and then they asked me you know could you rewrite it like that and i thought about it i was like why not use archival interviews and stuff like that and go ken burns 100 podcast and so that's how it ended up Uh, and and one of the like i'm so glad that you kind of were able to and you have again we were talking about this kind of before the show about kind of sticking up for the vision that you wanted to have you know and i think i would probably have been the guy who said oh yeah i'll do whatever you want you know osiris you are you're the boss you know and i'm so glad that and i think the first thing that i hear you say is yeah there is no one that should tell this story but you okay like and and your your passion for it your i think your your accent like and I, i don't you know, guys, I know we give you a lot of hell about it. I love it. And I think people, um, I just, I just think there's a level of radio voice that you have. That's good. You know, that's a very listenable. And again, your, your, your passion for it comes out. I, I also agree with the, with the archival and the sounds from these guys. I mean, punk is so like, you, you need to hear their attitude, right? Like you need to hear like, cause they had it even in their interviews. And like, again, the, 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 the guys, you know, those folks were really, whether they were 
putting on a, a persona or whether they were genuine or whatever it was. I mean, they were very real in what they were trying to be. And mm-hmm. so you need to hear and and the British guys and some of it you can't even barely understand. Right, understand you know? what they're saying. Yeah. yeah, like it's but but that's perfect for it, you know. Again, for like so uh, yeah, I the editorial things that you really stuck to were so key to me to making it like Again, it just absolutely it, it, it blew was, me away. It was very fun. I felt like I was creating sound sculptures. Uh, and um, and and Osiris is an incredible company. Everyone supported me. You know, they listened to me. If I, you know, the thing with bringing somebody else in, I said, you know, my problem is this is from my point of view. It's going to sound weird somebody else saying it because I'm not giving a textbook history lesson. You know, I go exactly. after the Sex Pistols because I really feel like that right. that as big as they are and as, as as associated with punk rock as they are, they were really inconsequential. Absolutely, it, you're it clearly it has a point of view without like shitting on things. You know, right. like you 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 present it as you know. But again, I think how. I think it's important that all like documentary pieces in particular need to still have a point of view and have mm-hmm. like a ultimately like a, you know, uh, something that you can grab onto and say, no, this isn't just like a Wikipedia reading what? of what happened in punk, you know, no, it's like a, like you said, a subjective um, like this is my experience with it right. and what I saw along with also again just the facts too it's not like you are completely it's not like right. a Bill O'Reilly and, show and, about and I and I use my data my my interviews to back it up like Malcolm McLaren saying yeah I created the sex pistols to sell clothes that was my whole point I found an interview where he said that and I was like there you, you oh, know. it's not just my opinion it's right. literally the create you know the person more, most centrally a part of this is is telling you exactly what happened right so that's the piece that is so important too is the objective piece as well right the idea that hey like i love punk but i'm not for me that's always a part for me like i'm a you know an endless fluffer at times of the things i love and you've got to be careful like you know just if you're, right. you want to give it an objective voice, especially in a podcast scenario like that, so that everybody can, you know, again, just connect to it, not just folks that are like, fuck the sex pistols or right. just love, love punk. Like, right. you do not have to like, <laughs> excuse me, like punk at all to enjoy that. And, and that was something I remember when you when you played me first few, you know, you 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 know, we're like, hey, this is what I've kind of started with, what I'm kind of dabbling into Sand Osiris. I was like, dude, like I was just blown away because I, I I found it to be such a historical lesson as well about what was going on at the time. So man, just so, love it. Right, and I'm hoping that uh, yeah, over the next two. few months, I'm gonna hear from them and because I would like to finish. I, I, plan, I plan on the second season going through the Clash releasing Combat Rock and them kicking uh, um, Mick Jones out of the band, which basically is a great place. You know, the first one stopped with the Sex Pistols breaking up. Mm-hmm. So the second one stopped because the Clash really are going to dominate that right. whole thing. You know? Yes. Once but but speaking of 80s. interviews, the guy from uh, The Exploited, right? The lead singer. Yes. He can't understand a fucking word he says. He's from Scotland. And it's just like, I, I can't even use the interview clips I've been pulling because 
you'd need like so a translation good. at the bottom of the screen. You'd have to do it on video. And right, right, exactly. Or like a little, or yeah, or maybe you could do, sometimes they do that, yeah, where it's like a, you know, like they say something and then you interpret for them. This is what he said. Wait, he, he, I starts, think. he starts talking and then you fade it and you have somebody read over. To yeah, the yeah, just, yeah. This is what we're pretty sure he's saying right here. Um, as far as we know, yeah. But um, again, just the, the technical expertise of it the the love of the genre and the like the knowledge of of it is it comes through man and it, it, it's so good I, I just was like i don't know blown away everyone i heard and learned so much and i'm you know i'm a i'm a semi-punk guy you know but I, and so i was able to learn so much about you know what what happened there so Last thing, just, I mean, we could kind of wrap it up here. I know we've been going for a while here and I appreciate you so much, man. Um, you know, when Andy and me were talking about people we, you know, thought of as like legends or people who in our lives, you know, had such incredible stories to tell. And um, we, we, you were the first person I thought of, you know, cause I, we, we've spent, like we said, a short time weirdly together and like, but also a lot of time and, and, enough time to know that you just had a wealth of amazing things to, to share. So I thank you for sharing them with us. Um, if only we had have recorded all those zooms. In the oh beginning. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Maybe Absolutely. it's better we didn't. I mean, there is a level of like, yes, there definitely is stuff we would have to edit out. Some the, they're, they're all drunk at one and they have to. Yes, exactly. There's yes. A hundred percent. Those, those are this, those are the moments where we would have to go like, okay, let's, let's cut that out. Right, we're we, going to we, cut this one out. Yeah. But Hey, it was a pandemic, man. What were we supposed to do? Well, exactly. We were locked up. I mean, and, and I think that that's the really, it's something that me and Andy have talked about. And I think what plus also has very much the exact same vibe with, with whether it's two C's, you know, with the pod or, or what plus it started at a really interesting time, you know, when right. we're, we, we've got this documented year of the way we look, the way we were reacting, what we were reacting to, you know, just this mm. stuff going on. That's really this like time cap. I hope is a time capsule, right? Oh, like I hope people will have a wealth of, you know, it's really interesting to kind of look back. Right. And, and be able to see this history, you know, kind of unfold kind of live for us. Cause we, for our podcast, it started really, um, with we had maybe had two shows together um where we met and right. then we were our, our biggest like we were, we were going to have a march madness uh okay. show and we had my, my uh my andy's buddy come on and we were going to talk and andy's sitting there and we're literally filming our pod you know or recording our pod we're talking hanging out and, and i'm like andy man i don't know man this thing looks pretty serious you know like I'm, you know, he's like, what do you think? What's the future hold for this thing? And I'm like, I don't know, man, I'm what I'm reading in here. And it does not sound good, dude. You know, like we're looking at, you know, maybe million people getting it, you know, maybe, you know, months and months, hunt, and months, months like blah, 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 blah. You know, and he's like, oh, he, he was totally like, it's so funny. You go back. He's like, oh, no, I don't I, believe I, it. I, it's going to be over. Just like he, he which I understand. He kind of looked at it as more like like how the swine flu was or how like some of the bird right. flu, you know, where right. it just go, we'd hear about it for a little bit and, and no big deal. Well, literally we're sitting there talking. We're going to have our March madness show. Literally it comes across his internet. Uh, March, uh, March madness is canceled. <laughs> Basically they had, they had right. started or the NBA game. No, it was the NBA yes. game. Right. 
that they were they had literally started and were playing and they were like oh no we're canceling this we got these tests now and people are and i was like here we go dude and so it's incredible to have like this again a year's worth of just talking about it and going from like oh you know should we wear masks should we not wear masks to like just an incredible thing and so I'm, i'm so like blessed to spend it with you guys and have found like I, I've been I've true. been cutting stuff for uh we're trying to do a something special with a bunch of the old lot stuff. So I've been yes. watching and just listening to predictions that we make. Oh. You know, like who's going to win the greatest American band bracket kind of thing, and you know, and just nothing that, that ages well. I'm sure none of us were right about anything for months. <laughs> no, no, and which it, which tracks with the rest of the world, right? I mean, in some ways, like it's just the exactly. way it worked. Like we're like, oh, we don't don't wear masks, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, everybody wear masks. We were wanting to do PSAs with masks and stuff on. Remember that? I think we we're going to do one of those. Uh, right, Tim one lot had what's his name, uh, Jim Carrey. From the oh, mask is his backdrop. Right, that's right. It was all about wearing masks. I mean, right. Again, he, oh, just... he wanted all of us to come one wearing a mask exactly. and I had to get one because I didn't have one yet. Right. Now we all have like 15 masks hanging out like a different, we have band masks and shit and like brand right. In a hundred years, your great grandkids going to open a box full of masks and be like, what the, why the fuck did they have 20 masks? I hope, right? That's the hope, Kev. I hope they ain't going, oh, I get why they had masks because we have masks right. all the time too. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what I hope is the thing. And we get through this tour. I was talking to Somebody the other day, I just said, man, can we make it through summer? I'm, I'm still worried about fall and those indoor shows. Dude, the rest oh. of the world's falling apart. Exactly. I, we're acting like it's over and it isn't. The rest of the world is still falling apart. India, India is going to lose half their population at the rate they're going. It's so bad with some different they strains and any, things. They aren't going to have anybody for the lower chaos to clean the streets anymore. Yeah, <laughs> sadly. Sadly true, though. Sadly true. Well, and the other piece is that, like, I think for us, that's who I was, that's what I was talking to Jake about. Like he, we we're talking Americans don't really do good with nuance, right? Like the minute that they kind of, the minute that they said, "Hey, I think we're okay with masks, not no mask. We've got some." Yeah, most people are va- vaccinated. I think you're kind of all right to do sort of normal things. It's yeah, it's on. Everybody it is one hundred percent exactly. Time. Exactly. There's just so you either have to say it's either lockdown or it's free for all. That's literally the only two things that Americans can handle. If you tell them anything in the middle, they're going to go to each each end. Right. Yeah. Yeah, But hey, so that's that's another podcast for another day. So, again, Kev, I I can't thank you enough for your friendship. Thank you, man. And and just yeah. and, And for doing this and spending some time with me, I thought, hey, if anything, uh, it's a great excuse to hang with my brother for for um, some time. So, but we'll we'll get this all put together yeah, and hopefully let me make know, it. Uh, let me know when it's going to come out. Absolutely, and we'll make it sound amazing. So, I, I thank you again. I appreciate you, and and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, buddy. All right, I'll hit stop. That was some good stuff, buddy. Oh, um, thank you. I. Uh, Dude, I love Kev, man. He's awesome. Is um, he? <laughs> yeah, dude, he's just, uh, he's like us. He's salt of the earth. He's a exactly. salt of the earth guy. Um, great stories. Great, great storyteller. Yeah, uh, I've seen you. You kind of have, have got a little relationship with him on on Twitter here and there. You guys yeah. talk him, talk him here and there. I love that about, yeah, because well, you, you guys seem like you, yeah. 
Yeah, we get along well. I can't I can't keep up. Uh, I I will admit I do not agree with 100% of uh of all his takes. Like there's some You're of kidding. them like no, it's it's <laughs> um I do not agree with 100% of his takes. Um Oh, he's got some some dandies. The worst one by far is is and I should have brought this up. Like we should there should have been a whole segment on um Kevin's bad takes, but the worst one by far, and believe me, that being the worst of his takes is, and these are genuine. The, the beauty of it is that you know he's honestly not trolling, and he can give you reasons why. But um, that Johnny Depp is a better Willy Wonka than Gene Wilder, and that right there should is that a thing that disqualifies you from ever having a take in some ways. It's so bad, right? Like, I mean, who 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 thinks that this is. <laughs> <laughs> there's no one right i mean he's believe me there are things i could tell you and we will it'll it'll come out in in you know later episodes or it'll come out and we'll talk about it later on or whatever but like there's so much that yeah will blow you away on these take clueless this is his favorite you know top five movie of all time and 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 you know you know we, and he's got good he gives it to you like he's got he's really reasoned this out and it's a terrible there's no reason we, for that. we need to have a we need to do a tournament of Kev's movies. Oh my gosh. We've done, um, we've done the Tom Hanks. And so yeah. we, we need, we need Kev to come his up. Top yeah. 20 movies, top 15, yeah. 20 movies. Throw them in a bracket. It would be the most disparate and it would shock you. It would shock you. Yeah. Honestly, you like, would have like uh you'd have like a clueless against like a police Academy six. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or he, I know he loves Cruella, the new mo- the new Cruella. Have you seen the new Cruella? Apparently I not. I oh, not. Apparently it's a plus. Okay. According to Kevin. Although I will say at least other people have said this particular opinion. Now, again, the Johnny Depp take the clueless in the top five movies of all time. Take all, all, all the, uh, believe me, there's some takes that on this, you know, PG rated podcast. I won't, repeat that are much that would also blow you away (laughs) well it was uh it was entertaining um good we need to talk about if we're uh we're gonna run it back with you and at mrs karakav oh that's you you got a lot of uh that got some juice yeah. yeah well and you know with both of you being teachers um a daytime recording sesh is uh it's definitely, it's a possibility. definitely a possibility but it would be so much fun we could kind of if maybe we could get together kind of flush it out maybe mix it up a little bit you know since we already kind of had those matchups and yeah and really uh how fun would that be though yeah because yeah, i that music i adore that that 90s r&b female well categories. speaking of uh speaking of be. mrs Caracap, by the time this drops and by the time our next episode drops i should wish her a happy 19th wedding anniversary. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 19 years. Um, you know, she's you guys uh, are she's, like 27 too. That's the crazy part. Yeah. You married I mean, when was, you were eight, eight, eight years old. Yeah. There, there was some paperwork involved. Our parents <laughs> yeah, had sure. to sign on it. Yeah. It's so, worked out though. Yeah. They made a good choice. <laughs> well, and then with the age difference, actually I was eight. She was four. So <laughs> that, that was really the trickiest part in yeah. some ways. It wasn't really you were. <laughs> Yeah, hey, it was, was really the age difference. That, that was the paperwork that there's, you know, anytime there's paperwork uh, involved in something like that, man, you know, the 19 uh, years yeah. though. Congratulations. Yeah, 19, How exciting. 19 That's married, great. and I think it's 26, 27 together. Oh, but, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, 19. Oh my gosh. Uh, 
Your whole freaking years. lives. Your whole lives. Let's just let's yeah. just put it that so, way. Uh, so so anyway, God happy That's anniversary amazing. at Mrs. Karakav oh, on queen. Twitter. Yay for her. Uh, I hope that my wishing you not for a you. happy anniversary uh, on the Twitter does not get you in trouble with your school district. For oh God. A personal tweet <laughs> of uh I don't know. Anyway. She needs a burner. Why doesn't she have a burner? I she told her she a needs a burner. I've told her that it's like she needs thing. a burner. Um uh, like it's so much fun. Like it just allows you to be free to do whatever and say whatever you want. It's fine. We should have I a mean, burner. mine's not a burner. Of course we should have a burner. I mine's doesn't have my name attached and it's not like school related. So Until I can pretty idiots much start say calling what I want. you by your name on there. Oh some well, people um uh, brother. Cafe brother. Uh we don't want to Come on, anniversary, dude. We're keeping the vibes cool here. Um, yeah, I was talking about May. Uh, Matt, Matt May. Oh, Matt May, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's he, right. He fake, did it. fake Phil, yeah. or maybe it was fake yeah, Phil. Fake but Phil. no. But but uh, yeah, fake so, Phil came in with a strong birthday wish for you this year. Fake Phil, he's always sits me up with the good stuff. He he, 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 he that hey, the, there's always love from fake Phil. Which that guy loves you. He loves either. you, and he hates Brian Hampton and me. Like, which is in May. It's weird. It's jealousy. He knows I love you guys more. I mean, I think that's what it is. Of course. All right. Well, we'll figure out what uh, what we've got for next week. Maybe it's '90s R&B. Maybe there's big news in our world. Uh, yeah. You never know. Maybe Donald Trump will put his pants on backwards. Who? I don't know. You know. Well, did that really happen? Was that? I, 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 I don't know. I, I honestly have been trying to avoid any news of that particular human being, but I did see that flop through, and I was like, "No." But maybe I could see. Well, he's got to have people that that would make sure that doesn't happen. Andy, uh, yes, but his people are not good people, and that was the, always the interesting thing. Was like. He that's what he ran on was like how my people were going to be the best people. Right. And his people did not put him in the best light. I mean, let, let's yeah. be, like who who let him hold up a, an upside down Bible, you know, in, in that, that photo op, you know, I mean, that, think about like what he wanted to do got ruined. And, you know, it's not I hope people realize that it's not just him, although it may be been amplified because it's him. But bottom line is, you know, optics and visuals and media, if Barack Obama stands up there with the upside down bible whoever it is the story yeah, is the bible gotta, the story is the bible then it's upside have, down you gotta have, <laughs> you gotta have you gotta have people you gotta have exactly. somebody that uh somebody Bro. <laughs> turn it around turn <laughs> it around hey uh who who let him walk out? like how do you even put your pants on backwards like that i i can't see andy, how that would thing, even be a you know thing. what it is andy you know what it is andy it is coming off the golf course straight to an event and and going really fast to it and old boy had his golf pants on and was in the midst of just i mean that's the only if but if how, do you, happened, how do you get them buttoned I, how, if they're on backwards how do you get them buttoned but as you get older andy maybe you don't maybe he's got like those fakies like those pull-up like pants the, that look uh, like sweats they're like sweats <laughs> but, but they're but they look like actual slacks but they don't have any they literally don't have like a, a zipper hole he just pulls them down to even you know whiz yeah i don't know, would, I don't know man i i, I find this it hard is, to what believe, happened to this conversation by the I way know. i don't know anyway kev thank you thank oh you my kevin. Gosh. kevin you're Hogan awesome is an absolute um, hero thank you mine. for thank you for making the time uh, uh really means wins. a lot when yeah we Wolf know he's a busy guy so osiris beautiful garbage she also is his podcast so yes listen to that awesome uh next week Talk to you soon, all right? All right. It's good talking to you, buddy. See you guys. See ya.